0: Hello friends and welcome to To the Point, the Home Services podcast that focuses on marketing and operational solutions to help you get better. Because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Now, let's cut through the bullshit and get to the
1: point.
2: Hey, 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 to the Point Home Services podcast listeners, it's your host Cristiano along with my co-host Mr. Tall, Paul Redmond. What's up, brother?
0: Yeah, I know. How you doing, man? Always good to see you. Always a pleasure. I think uh, today's special, man. Really special day.
2: It is. Uh, muy bien. That is Spanish for very good.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm bilingual. Well, this is a multilingual podcast today. It certainly is.
2: That's where I was going with that. It's like you're picking up what I'm putting down.
0: You know Dude, what? it's like we are just we are we are one in the same, brother. We, I certain, love
2: it. we certainly are. I mean, you're even, you know, wearing the same clothes as me, like the same, you know what, this is just rental uniform, right?
0: You know what, I'm, sw- so one of us has to switch to the Henley, because I'm not going with a, I'm not going with a crew cut shirt, I don't like the way it touches my neck, I'll go v-neck, you go Henley, we'll call it good.
2: I don't even know what Henley is, that sounds horrible, but you should at least turn three. your hat backwards.
0: It has three buttons, how's that, is that better? Yeah, that's more your style,
2: okay, okay. now you're looking good. super duper
0: good. tough. Hey dude, today's a big day because we don't, um, we don't hand out second opportunities to our guests very often. And I think today marks only the second time we've had someone come back into the studio to lay out more of what they shared last time. So kind of special, man.
2: That's very observant of you, Paul. Um, (laughs) I can count. You you can to two. (laughs) That's really good. Well, I am excited. So listeners, we have a, uh, a return guest, but also a first-timer, along with our return guest, um, who I would say is probably the better half of that. Uh, n- you know, n- no offense. Um, I'm, just, taken. No. I'm taken. I'm <laughs> well, taken. Uh, Thank you, Chris. <laughs> you're so welcome. Uh, but we're really excited to have uh, have these two on the, on the podcast again today, and we have an awesome lineup of uh, things to go through. And um, things that our listeners will really be able to take away. And so, to all of our new listeners, um, I'm also the uh, ho- the host, shit. I'm also the, what am I? CEO of a company called Rhino Strategic Solutions, which is a home services digital marketing company for the trades since 2008. We're like an OG in the digital marketing space for the trades. There you go. OG. So, for some of you, that just means we got there pretty early, like we're old. Um, you know what OG stands for?
3: I do now. Just like you, just like no, I thought you that's, were That's you. definitely
1: not what that's, it stands for. That's
2: a negative. Um, no. Josh, what's OG stand for? Original Gangster. Original
3: oh. Gangster. <clears throat> I always knew you were a gangster, Chris. Oh, that's
2: right. Can't you tell? It's those, <laughs> those uh, farmer Crawfordsville, Indiana roots.
0: The Crawfordsville Crips. The
2: Crawfordsville <laughs> Crips. That's 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 fairly accurate. Yeah, I'm sure that's how that went down. Anyhow, we're really excited. Let's get to the good stuff of uh, having them both in here. And uh, it's been interesting to watch the um, their company even grow since they were here in March. Mm -hmm. Um, and what you guys have accomplished in and even what we've done together. So it's kind of a unique scenario where, um, we have since had, we, we, have mutual customers. So it's, it's pretty cool. We developed, um, a really good relationship, a good working relationship, but, um, you know, excited to have Josh and Laura Kelly on the show from Clover Marketing. Welcome. Thank you. Thank
3: you for having us, Chris.
2: So, uh, real quick, uh, for our listeners, um, and Josh, I'm gonna have you tee up just some of the, the credentials. Um, but first...
1: Uh, Laura, welcome, first timer. Thank you. Y'all are going to start a
2: podcast.
3: That yeah. is the plan, yeah, yeah.
1: We're calling it, li- I think we're going with Lip Service for Contractors. Lip yep. Service for Contractors, you we're, hear it here first.
3: And we're, and we're rolling out a, a logo, so when we do roll it out, and if anybody loves it or hates it, let us know.
1: No, no nah, if you hate it, just, I mean, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> sure. yeah. Well, Laura is fr-
2: originally from Kinsale, right?
3: Kinsale, a little town in Cork. So it's down south in Ireland,
2: right on the uh, the very bottom of Ireland, right? Very bottom, yeah. So, um, so the best of us come from the bottom.
1: <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know how to
2: respond to that one. I don't really know either uh, where to go with that. <laughs> Moving but, on, I'm out. I'm but, out on that. <laughs> but listen, you immediately can say like you can get away with so much when you just have an accent. Is yep. that fair?
1: Oh, that's fair. That's pretty fair. I mean, she doesn't even speak real English sometimes, and. And people don't seem to mind. Oh it's the <laughs> accent. You get away with it no matter what.
3: I was although I'll tell you, I was in Walgreens a week ago and they were like, Huh, you speak great English. And I was like, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you said, Thank and you. Was, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.
2: You really enunciated it. <laughs> well, I want to uh, to to get into this and um and really I'm excited to hear also from you, Laura, just your experience along the way too with all this and um you know, because this wasn't your initial you know, this wasn't your path, it right? The you, game plan. No. Yeah. It was not. So, um, it's, you know, I, so hearing your perspective will be great. i uh, clearly Josh has a, a ton of knowledge. So let's go ahead if you would, and, uh, you know, go ahead and let the listeners know that might be listening for the first time, just a little bit of your background, Josh, yeah. and then, and then go ahead and, and segue right into what you guys have, uh, been doing with Clover and name drop. So that way we kind of have some, you know, the listeners have some ideas of some of the guys that you're working with. We, we could do that.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, I came from the service industry. I'm, even as a young kid, worked in the sheet metal shop. Did installs. Was a plumbing helper. Uh, never went to tech space because uh, I'm just not tough enough to do that full time, to be honest. Um, but um, my family owns a business called Parker and Sons here in Phoenix. I ran some of the operations and ran the marketing for. I want to say almost 15 years. About a one or
2: two million dollar company.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, you know you know it was six and a half when we bought it. Um, uh, this year we'll do 140. When I left, we were over 100. Uh, I don't do anything with Parker and Sons day to day. We actually kind of did an offshoot and started doing our own thing. Right. When we started, uh, when we sold off to uh, anybody who's out there knows the Wrench Group. Ken uh, Haynes. You know, yeah. Ken Haynes, uh, we're the largest company in the Wrench Group. I think actually, maybe the largest company in the United States, almost for sure now, that's not like a franchise or right. in five cities, right? We'll do 145. The goal, crazy enough, is 200 million in the next three years, which with is Morgan. no big deal.
2: With one of the nicest dudes ever, which is your,
1: yeah, my father Paul. House. Yeah, I mean, unless you're talking about me specifically, <laughs> Second nicest dude, I guess. But yeah, Laura, then Josh. Kidding. Mm.
2: There <laughs> you go.
1: But yeah, so um, came from contractor space. Really, uh, my background's operation and marketing. Um, I've worked for you know companies like Pulse, which is the largest home service company in the United States. At one point, they had like over a billion dollar valuation. Uh, started my own software company, and now we focus on uh, a business we launched, really relaunched here uh, at the beginning of the year, called Clover Marketing, which is really a consulting and marketing firm for some of the biggest, most successful companies in the United States. We have relationships, you know, not just with Parker & Sons, but with, you know, some clients that, you know, you have like a DNH or a King Heating, uh, you know. We I, Care, yeah. Yeah, We Care, um, you know, Four Seasons, uh, I know the Rising guys real well. We don't work with them right now, but we're talking to them right now about it. Um, just, just some big name, successful guys. We've been able to grow kind of companies across the board. I've been doing this for years, helping other companies grow, um, but really started focusing. It was kind of like an afterthought. People come to me and say, hey, I've been stuck at 5 million for you know, 10, 15 years. Can you help me? And then uh, I just took people when they came to me by chance, right? Um, like the five-year one, uh, King heating, we went from 5 million to 14. 14 yeah. 15, four, yeah. Well, they'll do 14 this year. Uh, awesome. and that's like six years, I think so maybe seven <laughs> years. So pretty good growth. Um, and then, yeah, no, I've just been doing that. And they're in Chicago, right? Yeah. They're yeah, in that's Chicago. The Chicago they're, right. Yeah. So like they'll call it Chicago. I'll call it Chicago, but from some, from a, uh, someone from Chicago, they're, they're in Frankfurt, which is like way South Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they, you know, I might get yelled at for calling them Chicago, but <laughs> yeah, they're in Chicago.
0: And you work with four seasons too.
1: So I, I know Dominic real well there. He's a member of our jam sessions and contributed a bunch to us and, um, nice. done that stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's a roster, man. Yeah. Wow, well done. And, uh, and you've had a
2: lot, already had a great deal of success with it. So Probably makes a lot of sense, people reaching out to you to uh, consult with them, that you just actually turned into a legit business and roll with it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I was working for Pulse uh, last year, and I was traveling to San Francisco literally every other week for a full week. It was exhausting, difficult work. I learned really quickly I wasn't very good at corporate. Um, decided to leave them, uh, got kind of quartered by Service Titan, and we decided not to work that out. Uh, and then just kind of like, hey, what can we do? That we could really change people's lives in a significant way and really grow them. Uh, And just kind of fell into this and then, you know, really uh, started running our jam sessions too, which is something we're super excited about. It's kind of a separate arm of uh, Clover Marketing, which actually Laura uh, does the day to day on that. So I'll let her talk to that.
3: Well, I'll jump in real quick. I'm just clearly so inspirational that years ago, before we ever met, Josh called his company Clover. Yeah, there you go. And now we're together. No way. Seriously, seriously, seriously. That's amazing. I know, there you go.
2: It was meant to be.
3: Meant to be. <laughs> uh, so yeah, job sessions. We really started focusing on it, how many months ago?
1: I mean, January, February. January,
3: but we had a lot of members in it before. Just again, people reaching out and they were like, you know, why try to recreate the wheel when we could just, you know, ask you questions. So they were just constantly reaching out, asking you questions, Paul questions. Mm-hmm. And that's how Parker grew. You know, I I'm fortunate enough to have like these guys as like my ultimate mentors, even actually... On the way out here, Paul. Uh, I called Paul, and Paul is now going to be my official mentor. So I'm like, you know what, bring it on. I'm that's excited. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so we're gonna, I'm going to learn the ropes even more, because I feel like I'm a bit of a novice, you know? Yeah. Yep. So uh, so yeah, it's been great. We, are, uh, interview, we interview the best guys in the industry uh, every month. We roll out a new jam session, and it's really focused on like actionable. So when we get the best guys on, we literally find somebody who has like nailed a particular idea, Mm -hmm. and they share that idea with us but they actually break it down like step by step on how they roll out this idea so it's not just like oh I like what this guy's doing but it's like okay this is what they're doing and this is how they're doing it and then you actually get their playbook broken down on like a like a a downloaded playbook so um you get it yeah you get the playbook and action an action book and then like questions that they've asked themselves that spurred their growth in that area so it's a it's really just fast tracking your growth and it's uh, it's been awesome and I think it's cool, too, for, like, contractors to grow and learn from each other. Like, the, the oh, collaboration sure. inside and like, our, our group, our Facebook group, all of that. It's uh,
1: it's cool to just watch the growth. So
2: Are Jam Sessions open to, really, anybody of any size, like, within the home services Absolutely. space?
1: For sure, yeah. Jam Sessions is one of those things. Essentially, we take in the best contractors. We pick a specific topic that they're awesome at, and we break it down where any – whether you're a $50 million business, a $100 million business, or a million-dollar business – like these are topics like, you know, how do you recruit and retain people, right? That applies to everybody, right? right? Yeah. Uh, how do you market? Like what's the secret to bringing down your cost per lead? This applies to everybody, right? Right. And now it might be slightly different the way that $50 million does it compared to that $1 million or that $5 million. Um, but the action items and everything associated with it, you're you're changing 10% of it. You know what I mean? 10 to 15% of it. You're not recreating the wheel because why would you? Even yesterday, <laughs> um,
3: everybody I don't know, uh, not everybody, but there's a Facebook group called uh, Service Avengers.
1: Yeah, Service, yeah Avengers. Service Avengers. Yeah. And yesterday
3: I was only on there, and uh, a guy was like, "How can I bring? How can I incorporate plumbing into my into my?" And of course, I personally don't know how to do that, but I know Ken Justo, who we know really well, yeah. is actually coming on an, onto a onto a jam session yeah, like jam pretty session soon, class. and he's breaking it down step by step. So this this really nice dude on on um on this group went from, like, a thought, and now he literally has the playbook. So, like, he, he's he gone from, like, how the heck am I going to do this to, like, being able to, like, start rolling it out successfully and accurately as of tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so and it's cool.
1: I don't know if you know that story or the who's from ASI. Uh, good friends of ours, right? I mean, everybody knows everybody in this industry. It's crazy. But they added plumbing, and uh, they did, like, don't quote me on this, but I want to say, like, 8 million within, like, 18 months for plumbing. Wow! From from scratch, from zero, <laughs> like Jeez. just ridiculous growth. It had yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool.
2: That is awesome. So you're you're having a blast, Laura. Then
3: yeah, you know it's a it's a fast track way to kind of get the scoop on the big guys. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, I think um you know, in you know, as you and I have well, us have become friends, you know, and not only you know working to get multiple customers, multiple customers is um I can attest to. Uh, it's legit, like Parker and Sons. Um, I don't believe defines um, you. You know, like it doesn't define what you guys are doing, but it certainly is helpful. That's where you're, that's where you came from and you really yeah. proven everything through that channel, yep. but you actually have so much more to offer beyond that. Yeah. And that's why I re- thought it was so great to have you guys back on is to talk about, you know, the purpose of the podcast is to, to reach out to the masses in our, in our space, home services space and give them actionable items that they can use and take away. Sometimes that means consultants like we don't do that right mm-hmm. um so we want to give them somebody that hey like this all sounds great i've got the ambition maybe they took notes and checked boxes and you know and from from our first episode which was episode uh, eight called um or the tooth don't be the tooth fairy of the trades or something somewhere along those lines um you actually gave a ton of takeaways in that and we got a lot of great responses from it um of people just saying this was good and leaving reviews and things like that so the good part here is um you just heard Josh say and Laura say that y- they don't care what size you are. You can reach out and do a jam session, and, and then from there you can see what might come. Yeah, right? for
3: sure, for sure. And as, as well, just for anybody who do want, we give, especially like for, for a rhino, because we're associated with rhino, we give you guys a free trial for sure. So yeah. you can kind of get a, a teaser and a taste. That's so right, Break, right down,
0: break down the jam session just a little bit more for me. So is this a one-time event that's like a couple of hours in one room or now is it virtual? What's that look like?
1: Yeah, no. So we try to make everything. So like advantage I have and a huge disadvantage, right. Is like i learn learned by traveling and visiting so many companies and I work with a lot of companies, some with direct consulting, which is very hands-on. I feel like a team member in the business. Right. And some just through jam sessions and the, Problem with doing that is that you can't, you can't make this really complicated, sophisticated, hard to work with you, right? Because I'm not there in the business anyway, right? So I have to simplify everything. So Jam Sessions is an incredibly simple product that delivers a ton of value. Essentially, we do a, we'll – call it a webinar, but it's not a webinar. It's you take an industry leader once a month. It's get delivered right to your in- inbox. You're gonna get text messages following up on it. Everything setting you up for success. You watch it, it's 45 minutes, an hour. It's recorded, so you don't have to watch it live, but you can watch it the day it comes in if you want to. And then we send worksheets following up behind it. So, hey, here's the big takeaways. Here's what we learned. Here's all the benefits. Um, Here's what we've seen other companies' success, that they've actually launched this before. And then we have an accountability side to it too. Like, hey, did you do this? What were your results? What's going on? Um, And all of that's digitally for Jam Sessions. So, like, we're just pestering... And Laura will test. Uh, we pester the crap out of you <laughs> if you don't get I'm it done. If you get it done, you're having great success. Yeah, we'll wait till next month.
3: Which then we end. You you end up pestering your team member, whoever is going to roll out that idea.
2: Oh yeah, 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 generally. Well, the accountability piece of it is the probably the biggest piece of it because most people just yeah. and the, the ambition is there, like we were just talking oh, yeah. about, and then they don't do anything with it. So you got to keep that, pushing.
3: That's it. Well, that I think the thing as well is like. Again, it's rolling out the idea, but then there's a, as part of job Sessions, there's a group coaching call mm-hmm. every month that they get on and the idea that they've been, just been shared, they just ask Josh questions around it. And yeah. we'll then push them even further to, to just implement, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's actionable, too. That's a big thing, too. Like, everybody's been to a conference or watched this amazing webinar, right? And, like, you come up with this great idea and you sit in front of your desk and then you're just staring at your computer and you're like, well, I like that, but... How, how, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. what am I going to do? How do, so, I do so we give the how, which makes it, uh, we actually have a really good success rate and actually getting people to implement because, because we have to break it down so simply and, you know, really focus on, you know, levers they could pull instead of, you know, concepts. It's, it's not like it's really a good idea to have a brand. Yeah. No, everybody knows that, but how do you build the brand? Right? Like what yeah. steps are there? Like what would you do first?
0: Do you find yourself even after you show the how that some business owners or leaders or whoever you're working with, they're just not how people, they just can't figure out how to go. So what is it about those people? What kind of themes do you see? Or what type of reoccurring issues are you running into with people not being able to implement?
2: all of this with SmartAC.com. You've got to check it out now.
3: I think a big uh, big problem too is people set people don't even set goals because they don't know the how, and that freaks them out because they just don't know how. So that is is huge too, but sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say there's certainly, you know, ideas are cheap. Implementation is where it's at, right? And there's... There's business owners that are really good at implementing some ideas, but some are just outside their comfort zone. Um, Number one, you have to get them comfortable with it. Number two, you have to follow up with them and just pester. There's no, like, solution. I don't believe in a one-size-fits-all kind of thing for really any business, right? Right. Every business, every owner, every culture is different. Even locations, like, you can't do the same thing in every one. And to try that is a mistake, right? So... Really to us, it's just commute, constant communication, making sure they're having success, making sure they're implementing. And sometimes that's, you know, contractors will tell, hey, like I loved 70% of this, but like I'm not going to do this 30%. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But you're going to share the results. And if your results aren't significantly better, then you're going to have to be open to doing that other 30%. Is that fair? Right? And then if we follow up and they're not getting the results, now we have a lever to pull and, you know, some sort of an agreement we've made with them, right? Just setting expectations. Um, so that's kind of how we do it. But, like, every company has problems. It's not like we don't. It's not like Parker and says doesn't. And it's not of like, course. you know, every every company has issues with some stuff. At all sizes. Oh, it just gets magnified. <laughs> well, you were going to do a,
2: um, before it all got canceled, you were going to do a, um,
1: a breakout at Linux Live, and yeah. it was called – uh what was it uh wooly yeah turning a, a a small business into, into a wooly an elephant into slash into a cross, mammoth. yeah cross out wooly mammoth yeah, yeah. yeah that's it right yeah. um and that's legit
2: what you have the capability of doing but they got to go like they got to legit take what you're telling them do, to do in the process and and like go all in you know right like this, that's that's part of it so it's not just Hey, this is some fancy little title, which maybe that's a good one for this particular <laughs> podcast. Maybe I'll just steal that from you. Uh, there you go, steal, uh, go away. R and D, um, but it's legit. It's something that you, that you've been through and you yeah. continue to go through. Um, so, w- would you share beyond Park, Parker and Sons because that is clearly like a, a super successful story? Yeah. Um. That and what else have you? Uh, would you say is like another um, another good success story that you guys have had with Clover Marketing so far?
1: I mean, we could talk about King Heating. We could talk about Wheat Care. We could talk about DNH. We could talk, I mean, and there's lots of companies. I, I I tend not to, number one, go into details too much on each company because like they may not be comfortable with me sharing numbers sure. or or not even just sharing numbers. Like, hey, what issues they had or what what did we really help grow? But and then maybe just
2: share a common something like what's a common mistake that you're seeing that these companies are are
1: making? Is there some sort of commonality there? Almost all businesses, and this sounds crazy, but almost all businesses have almost the same problems. Um, So the first thing I look at when I'm really trying to consult and understand the business is I want to see their reporting. That's the very first step. So many businesses aren't really tracking effectively. Like they don't have reports for each individual department, which is crazy. They don't have goals for each individual department, which, you know, Makes it difficult to succeed and hit goals if you're not telling them, right? If you don't know what the target is or right. the KPIs, right? Uh, beyond that, so some have reporting, but no one looks at them because they're not set up properly. They're too complicated, right? And beyond that, they have reports maybe, but they don't hold anyone accountable and there's no there's no follow-through or repercussion. So that's the first thing that I would say probably 90%, even huge businesses, and not that you know every business isn't guilty on this in some level, But even huge businesses, like, don't do proper, simplified reporting, reporting on what actually matters, and then make decisions off of it, too. Like, so many companies, like, they'll have a revenue report, like what I call, like, a DPR, a daily progress report, right? Or some people call it DMR. Uh, There's all kinds of different ways. It doesn't matter, right? But they track it, and they pull that number, like, once a month, right? And, you know, it's the 25th of August, uh, and they're like, oh, crap, we're short on revenue. Well, nothing can be done on the 25th. <laughs> like you're not doing it at the right cadence, right? So uh, awareness, reporting, accountability is a big issue with businesses. And that goes not just for numbers and reporting, but goes for, you know, functions of the business. Who's in charge of recruiting? Who's responsible and maybe not gets yelled at. That's the wrong words, right? But who's who's going to be held accountable if we don't get enough technicians, who's held accountable for retaining technicians? Because if you don't have someone uh, or it's everyone, which is just as bad, that means it's no one, right? And then systems don't get put in place. Ideas aren't created. Um, So the biggest one by far is accountability, but there's all kinds of stuff you could go into. And by the way, if anybody wants, like we have examples of reports and everything that we put together, we share, you'll find anybody who's listened to me, and this is the first time you've heard me, uh, we are very much an open book, like, I don't care. Steal my stuff. Steal my ideas. Um, the, I mean, good luck stealing all of them, right? <laughs> but uh, you certainly could steal a lot from me, and I encourage you to do that. It doesn't bother me. Just ask for it.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, a a common thing with uh, people, you know, stealing stuff is they still don't implement it, which is why there's not all yeah. these successful, you know, so there's only a small fraction in the grand scheme of things, that's actually a success.
1: Oh yeah. Like I can't tell you how many times, this is a perfect example. I've done speeches on recruiting, like, I don't know, I mean, dozens of times at least. Right. And you know, you go into a business and I've done this, right. Even really successful businesses like recruiting is a big issue. If you could fix one problem in your business, what would it be generally 90% of the time? It's like, I just get the right people or you sometimes even enough people. Right. It's like, awesome. What are you doing for recruiting? I'm like, well, What do you mean? It's like, well, I want you to break down for this month what you do for recruiting. I put an ad on Indeed. I put an ad on Indeed. I did two interviews. Um, I talked to my guys one time, and you do all this math, and it's like like 30 minutes worth of work for the whole month for the most important problem, right? And, like, that seems crazy, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's common sense, right? Yeah. Now, that's common sense. You should be spending more time on the biggest, most successful thing you could do, right? Uh, You can't spend 40 hours a week, but you could spend more than a half hour a month And I've told that dozens of times. And everyone's like, yeah, I got this. And then they do nothing about it. It was only when we started like, hey, here's the 30 things we suggest trying. Here's exactly how to do them step by step. Here's how you should set your time. Here's how you should pick who's assigned responsibility. And we started breaking it down to like, I could hand this to a monkey that knows English. And they could recruit people. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when we started seeing success because you said yourself, like, you know, the idea is not the important part. It's the implementation. The idea is a big piece of that. But the horrible ideas implemented amazingly will still work. They just won't work nearly as well as a great idea.
3: We'll make sure, actually, the free gifts that we're going to give away to any Rhino listeners that are, they're focused around recruiting.
1: Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a few things on, it, but we'll just make a list as we're doing this. So we'll do we'll add recruiting and retention pieces yeah, onto like that.
3: about three or four breakdowns of stuff so we can yeah, yeah. give yeah. that to you guys. Awesome.
2: I feel like recruiting has always been a pain
1: in the ass. It's um, it's everyone's biggest complaint, but no one does anything. It's It's crazy. been
2: um and we talked about this before. We actually have even some of we have some really big customers, um probably like you're just talking about that we have to sometimes pause the lead gen campaigns because. Not enough staff. I'm like, how the hell has that happened to a company of your size? Like, how have we not figured out the recruiting game at that, si- you know, at that size? But it's a, it's never, it's always been a problem. A decade, for a decade, as long as I've been in in this space, lead generation has become significantly easier than recruiting. Oh yeah. Even oh, people
3: yeah. are like, I th- like people are afraid to like market and advertise because they're like, well, we can't cope with any more business because they don't have the guys to, to fulfill the jobs. All the time. Like it's just, oh, that must be so bloody disheartening.
0: <laughs> that is bloody disheartening I know, deal right? with it all the time hey can we is it too soon to ask for maybe one actionable takeaway what's one easy thing someone can do with recruiting tomorrow? so
1: so okay yeah one super easy actionable takeaway so let me i'm thinking like a tech blitz but that's for more for bigger companies let's do something that everybody could do um so we uh, a lot of people I go through this sometimes like should you pay a referral or a um, a sign on bonus? I'm personally a fan, it makes a lot of sense. You could pay way more than you think. Some people like, hey, I'm not gonna pay five hundred dollars to have somebody work here. It's like that guy pays for itself. I mean, you could pay five thousand you could pay ten, twenty thousand. You don't have to, but you could pay thousands of dollars for the right, right technician. Yep. And you don't pay it up front, you pay it over ninety days, right? You can make a lot of sense. So Everyone kind of knows about that concept, right? And we could go into details on that, but I don't think that's necessary, right? But they stop short of making it actionable, right? So, hey, I talked to my techs about it, and they know they should recruit, but they have no tools to recruit. So they won't, right? So we'll actually add this to the thing, right? But we put together what we uh, what we call a, uh, a dare to compare sheet. Dare to compare sheet is a one sheet that has on one side your company all the benefits, the pay, what it looks like, why they want to work there, benefit, 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 benefit. On the right side, says your company and leaves blanks. Now, here's what I've done. I like it. The point is this technician or, by the way, your CSR or your neighbor or the gas station clerk that works outside your biggest competitor, I don't care who we pay this to, right? Not only knows that they could get a bonus, but they have an exact playlist of exactly... Hey, tell me about your company now. I know this is a weird question, but like, you know, with our company, our average tech makes a hundred thousand what, dollars. What does your average tech, what do you make at your company? Do you have full benefits like dental health, whatever, right? Cause we do, right? Do you have time freedom, right? So we're real big on time freedom. Here's what that means. Uh, here's the information on our time freedom. Tell me about your time freedom. So I've made like an actionable thing. We'll, we'll literally give this away. Um, so you can just steal it, put your company name on the top, put your logo. You have something to help you recruit tomorrow. Now that's a small thing, um, but good luck getting your technicians to stop, talk to another technician with no script, with no concept, with no idea, with nothing for them to talk about,
3: or no, it, or no financial incent, uh, incentive.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to pay them too. Like yeah. uh, otherwise, that matters. Otherwise, they're not going to do it no matter what. Right?
0: <laughs> what is time freedom?
1: Uh, Time freedom is uh, something that most companies in our industry do not pay any attention to. And it's one of their biggest recruiting hurdles. Um, Younger people, uh, Laura, for sure. And people, her age, uh, Kyle, for sure. Here I'm (laughs) staring at Kyle. (laughs) Um, Not old people like, like me and Chris here, but um, easy. um, They care way more about when they work, having time off, going to see their kids at baseball games, dropping their kids off at school, then they care about pay. Um, It's a shift in mindset from where contractors are now and the business owners. Most business owners now is like, how can I make the most money? And that's what drives them. Younger people aren't that way. Um, They care much more about time freedom. Um, So how do you give time freedom as a benefit? It's pretty simple, actually. People think this is complicated. It's incredibly simple. Number one, when you're interviewing someone, you ask what hours they want to work and why. It's important to know the why because it helps you free things around, right? But let's say that guy that wants to drive his kids to school every morning—that's cool, not a big deal. Why don't you start at ten, end at seven every single day? That first call is now scheduled at ten. How does that affect the business in any way? In fact, it's actually better, better because the other technicians don't have to be on call as much, right? It's a little bit better. Or hey, I want—you know—I don't—I want to—you um, know—work I I you know, the weekends and have Tuesday, Wednesday off, or hey, I want to work four days instead of five days, and here's the reason why. The truth is the right technician, you don't care about any of that. And by the way, no other companies offer that stuff. It's unbelievable, right? Starting late, people are like, what are you talking about? We start eight, that's the rule, everyone does it, period. But why? Why do they have to start eight? Why does it matter? Customers that need people at 10 just as much as eight, That's what's why the we've difference? Always, that's why we've always done it. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the exact conversation, right? But having that conversation, if you don't have that conversation, number one, you'll never know that that technician needs it. And you'll lose that technician or never be able to hire that technician just because you didn't ask or you were stubborn about when they could start. These are all super simple things, right? Or, you know, by the way, in our industry, it's very seasonal, right? Giving the people the ability to take time off and take larger time off during the off-season how does that affect you negatively? If that's important to them, that's better for you. Make that one of your selling points. Talk about it if that's important to them. If they want to work straight through, and we we figured out for every other tech, what's the difference, right?
2: I like it. Simple. Time, freedom.
0: That, my friend, answers my question. I don't know what's happening, but I get like tears in my eyes when I hear all these great ideas because how many people are missing out? Like, I know Chris, I'd like to talk to you about he time doesn't freedom. He does touch
3: with his emotions, actually. Chris, leave him alone. No.
2: <laughs> he, is, he is. Did you, did you just say you want to talk to me about time freedom?
0: Off air. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: We,
1: we could role play this right now. Exactly how to offer team time freedom.
0: <laughs> we better not. Josh,
1: Josh,
2: we're not doing that. This is the way we've always done it.
0: <laughs> well, I want to, I want to walk my poodle.
1: It's yeah. uh, it's a golden doodle is what you've got. Let's let's be honest. Well, that's actually better than the pool in my opinion. That's there's
2: true. Look at you finding the uh, silver lining oh, in the golden like doodle. It. Sorry if there's any golden doodle listeners. I bust Paul's chops about it all the time. So, I'm sure you've probably heard it if you listen to the podcast enough. You know, I've heard this little golden doodle bark in the background a time or two. <laughs>
0: yeah, you'd love that. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, I want to go into a, another quick thing, and, and I want to reference something that you had said on the previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that when I went back and listened to it again, it just triggered this thought process for me. And I wanted, to, and I how, wanted to, how many times I did you listen
1: it. to it in a row like a weirdo? I only listened to it once in sure. a row,
2: but I've listened to it three times total. <laughs> Actually, but I've listened to chunks of it again, too, at different times. Because, listen, like this is as educational for me as it is for the listeners in the last seven months. What the hell month is it? August? Is it August? Yeah, yeah. August. Yeah. The last um, eight months has been, um, like, I felt like I've learned a ton just about everything, especially mergers and acquisitions, everything going oh, yeah. on. But, oh, yeah. um, So it was good to go back and listen to it. And I went back and looked at my notes because I take notes on every podcast. So I have my little sheet with stuff all over it because we we talked for like an hour and a half. It was it was a pretty long one. But you had mentioned um, that there were uh, three things in marketing that work without fail. Yes. And those three things in marketing that work without fail are uh, consistency, longevity, and frequency. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So, um, what I want you to do is just break down, just some examples underneath one of those three, you know, pillars, if you will. Yeah. Just what are three? What are a few options that listeners um, can do with you? You know, utilizing that information regardless of their size, like consistency, longevity, and frequency. We talked about it in a little bit different context, but like, how is it like, well, How if you were saying, Hey, $1 million company or Hey, half a million dollar company, just trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the things you got to do when you're being using consistency and, and longevity and frequent, like what are the things that you would like, how would you break that down to,
1: to yeah. the contractor? So that's really a marketing, uh, it's not a concept. It's, it's a fact. It's a fact. fact and guarantee. Uh, for marketing but really could be applied to a lot of things but we'll focus on marketing because uh, that's that's where the concept came from and that's where I'll explain exactly how I do so it. so I guess I'm on.
2: shifting gears a little bit because you yeah you for sure said marketing but um, clearly that is important and it's uh, clever yeah. marketing right yeah, so yeah, I yeah. want to segue
1: cheap leads you know if you can get you know shake your cost per lead from you know 200 to 20 changes your business pretty significantly right um, anyway um, so Let me break it down real quick for people who didn't watch the first one. It's a guaranteed way, literally without fail, without risk, to win in the marketing game. It's to do these three things. It's consistency, longevity, and frequency, meaning I have a similar message uh, running for a very long time over multiple millions. There's really one flaw with that, and it's actually a really big flaw. Uh, All three of those things are really expensive if you think about it in a normal way. If you do it like everyone else does, if you try to compete with a Parker and sons here in Phoenix and you're $2 million, you cannot use the same tools and tactics that Parker and sons can. When we were at 7 million, we were doing things entirely different than we do now. Of course. Um, because now we're big enough. We can just push people around. And it almost doesn't matter. Like that sounds sad, but like creativity is less important and being dynamic is way less important than it used to be. Sure. Um, but let me break that down. Consistency, longevity, and frequency consistency is fairly easy. You could do that across the board, uh, longevity. The key there is don't hop in and out and stuff. A lot of people hop in, you know, they might do a radio campaign or PPC or SEO or, you know, email news, whatever it is. And they do it for like two months. Like, Oh, I haven't got enough of a return and they've just wasted their money. Cause month three, month five, month six could be where it turns in. Right. Sure. Um, but let's talk about the, the one that's kind of more obvious. Let's talk about, uh, the consistency, frequency, longevity, um, going on different medians, right? So a lot of people think like, hey, I want to do a direct mail campaign. That's a common concept for a small company. Or a PPC campaign or an SEO campaign. If you're a smaller company, these are great things to do because they're kind of direct response. There's low barrier to entry. And uh, you can get decent return if you know what you're doing, right? Now, the key to this is owning it. It's really about owning the process and owning the customer. So if you're going to do a direct mail campaign, you should not do all of Phoenix. That's common sense, right? It's really expensive to own all of Phoenix with direct mail, not realistic. Everyone's aware of that, right? So what they tend to do is choose a city. If your budget is pretty large, you could still pull off a city. If you're a million-dollar business, you are not effectively pulling off a city. Right. Uh, Because you could send that one direct mail piece one time and I could promise you, unless you have some kind of amazing offer I've never seen or I've never came up with, I've had some good ideas that we've made some return on, but like those are one-offs and they're very difficult and very rare, right? Right. One direct mail piece is not going to do anything for you. You have to hammer them. You have to hit them every month for a year. You have to hit them four times in a row in eight weeks, right? So you got to be consistent. Oh, what's, that's one of the things, right? <laughs> but but do that for an entire city is expensive, right? What if we did a neighborhood instead? So not only what if I decided that I was going to own this neighborhood that's about 10 years old, so I know it's a good fit for me potentially, has a good amount of income, and I know there's not really many competitors specifically going after this neighborhood, that's even better, right? I could own it cheaper because I don't have to compete. What if I not only direct mailed that specific neighborhood over and over and over again. But I talked about the neighborhood in that direct mail piece. And then I hired techs from around that area. And when my guys weren't busy, I had them sit and park around that neighborhood at restaurants. And, and you know, that's where we try to do lunch. That's where we try to get gas. So we try to really hammer, like, this company is everywhere. Man, they just like, they're stock in this neighborhood, right? I'm doing yard signs in that neighborhood. I don't, it doesn't necessarily make sense, and this is counterintuitive, but to do yard signs with every install you do, because if you only see one, it's just not going to do it. You have to have a presence. and They have to be hit multiple times in multiple ways for it to stick. Um, so that's like a way to take, hey, I want to own something and make it really inexpensive by choosing which neighborhood. This could be a neighborhood with 500 houses or 5,000 houses. Depends on your budget and whether it's a good fit, and you also put together 50 neighborhoods, right? Like I'm of the opinion, and you know we did this at Parker and Sons. Like never would I send a direct mail piece for Phoenix. Like I did 50 neighborhood mail pieces because I get to I get to really put some thought and like try to own them. Way more successful. So that's a kind of simple idea to bring down the cost to make owning something realistic. By the way, I kind of I talk about this all the time. Like don't ever do marketing, especially where you can't own that customer. When I say own it, like you're the first thing they think about, um, and the last thing they think about before they go to bed. Like <laughs> be obnoxious, <laughs> be crazy, like be in their face and be unforgettable. But that needs to be the you know, I mean obviously like that needs to be the
2: mindset you're trying to get them in is like shit, you're everywhere. Yeah. Like these guys are in my neighbor. I like the idea that of you owning the neighborhood because that's doable. It's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. And even even if you're small there's a lot of things that you can do with a uh, minimal output on cash and this what straight up sweat equity that you can still own that neighborhood by mm-hmm. being present and doing these things. And you getting involved with all the load yep. you know, the schools. I mean, uh, schools,
1: you get involved with their HOA, like, and it doesn't matter if you're a half a million dollar business or a hundred million dollars, this is doable. Yep. Right. And beyond that, right? Like this is a key point too. Don't just pick the neighborhood you live in. So many people do that. And maybe that's the good fit. I don't know, but, Use it off the numbers and what your ideal customer is, not what you like, right? I like this neighborhood. This is where I live. This is whatever. That's less relevant to me than you think. Um, it weighs 1% out of 100. You know what I mean? What do you think if if uh, if you know if these guys are, are saying, well, oh, yeah, this is a great
2: idea. I'm going to, you know, I think, I, but I see this other company's stuff in this, you know, the neighborhood I want to be in all, like they're always there. You think that's just a mindset thing? You're like, Okay. Yeah. So now you be there like, and they're like, Oh, well this company is, you know, way bigger <laughs> than us. They have way
1: more trucks, you know? So find, an- find another neighborhood. So the truth is at now Parker and Sons is the anomaly, right? So we still, we, we don't anymore, but like, since I'm not in the day to day, we don't think small like that anymore. Um, it become, un- it became unscalable and unusable. It, even when I left and we were over a hundred million, like that was a, that was a task to try really own neighborhoods. Um, Bigger companies in general, even you know, if you're twenty million plus, you don't do this. Uh, if you're ten million plus, you generally don't do this. Um, so just because Parker and Sons has a lot of trucks there, they're not going to do it the same way you do it. I could promise you, That's I could guarantee it. Right? Actually, really good. Yeah. So so don't worry about that so much. That being said, um, if there's a ton of trucks in that neighborhood, that should play into the the concept of which neighborhood's the ideal neighborhood. Um, if that that biggest competitor shop is right outside that neighborhood it doesn't make it impossible it's still very doable but it's certainly if that neighborhood's all other things are equal to one that's you know five minutes down road from your shop or no one's really paying attention to because it's on the outskirts but we could own it you know then i would lean that way does that make sense yeah it makes perfect sense that's great i uh own everything though I know you
0: do. I know you do. I, I want to jump in on that if you don't mind. Um put yourself in the position of a homeowner really quick. So have you ever heard of a neighbor or a friend or someone say, "Oh, I'm not going to use that company because they must spend a ton of money on advertising because I get all these things in the mail and I see the billboards and I see the TV." How would you respond to that? Because I know that that's something I hear all the time, right? And and they may skip going to the marketing company and try to dig for somebody who seems a little more like, um, you know, practical or smaller scale. Do you ever run into that?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so I have a different train of thought than most people on this. And to be perfectly clear, almost everything not almost everything. I'm going to talk about, I've tested and I've proven, right. Uh, not just with one company, generally many companies. Um, but, so this is a this is a perfect example, like uh, the review game. Reviews are so important to this industry, right? And there's companies with 10,000 plus five-star reviews, right? And I've had a software company that does reviews. We sold it uh, earlier this year. Um, not the point, um, but people would ask us, like, at what point is enough reviews, right? Like, I don't want to be people. people. The answer is you can never have enough reviews, but that's for the majority of people. There's always a subset of people that's fairly small that will never work with that company that has 5,000 reviews because they think, like, that's just too big a company. I don't want a big company. I want a small company. But if you were to take 100 customers, you're talking one to two. If you want to niche after the one to two customers compete with 1,000 other companies doing that, I mean, that's your call. Or you could just be obnoxious and deal with a 98. And play the odds. And play the overwhelming odds. Yes,
0: I like it. I didn't think you were going
1: to like that question. You crushed it. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of know what I'm doing. Just a little bit. Yeah, he's like. But no, that happens. That happens, but it's just very rare. It's very rare.
2: So, one thing that I want to, um, and I want to, Laura, I want to get your feedback on this as well is um, I commend you for this, my good sir. Okay. Um, for thinking outside the box in your marketing campaigns, and we talked about it. I'm not going to go into all of it again, but you've done some really out of the box thinking that's been very successful. Um, what and 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 I'm anxious to know also, Laura, like how you've kind of been pulled into this because you're coming in from a completely different right. position. Is what are you guys doing when you're tasked with trying to think like outside the box for some of your your consulting customers or for some mm-hmm. of your guys' customers is there something that you two are you know doing maybe you've already got like a game plan on hey man these are some ideas that I've got and I'm not talking it needs to be way out there I'm just saying like are there things where you're like man these are maybe maybe these are some things that uh, these guys could try that we believe we've done a very vari- you know a, a variation of this and it's worked really well but I also believe that some of these guys are large enough that they're okay with saying yeah, I get like this is a uh, this is a risk, but clearly you've had some success with it, so I'm game. Let's try it. So, what are some out of the box, um, like what are some out of the box ideas, or how that you guys use, or how do you even like take the time to try and figure those things out? It's Just like you're sitting around and you're having a uh, and you're having a Guinness, <laughs> and uh, not in America, of course, because um, they don't do the poor right. No, um, absolutely not. But you, I mean, what do you come like? What do you guys do to come up with these out of the box ideas, or your out of box ideas for your your customers?
3: I think something we do that like a few of our clients we've encouraged to do more of is we meet every single day without fail, and we bounce ideas off. We bounce like we bounce challenges that some of our customers are going through, challenges that we want to overcome in our own business, and it's just that cadence of consistently meeting. And I think it's like. I don't know does, if you guys have heard, like, masterminds and the power of oh, a yeah. mastermind. It's like putting two brains toward, a, like, a similar goal. Sure. And, like, rather than relying upon y- your own brain or your own ideas, which is often super conducive, but bouncing that off another person and then combining combining an idea. So, uh, like, what we encourage so many of our clients to do is just meet off, and especially we uh, we, we work with a lot of uh, business owners who their husband and wives run the business, mm-hmm. and they're totally on different pages. You know, they're, they're um, it, and it's just it, that kind of can fall into the home a little bit. So it's just consistently meeting is is so important. So you're not just on the same page, but you can also contribute to ideas sure. together.
1: Yeah. So I think it's a. I mean, I, I would consider myself a very creative person now. Agreed. I don't think I started as a creative person. It was a, it was a muscle I had to build. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. So. I get it. Now I I the benefit I have above all else is I think differently than anybody else in the space. Anybody in marketing, I know both the home service industry extremely well, I know marketing really well, but I've gone well beyond that at this sure. point. Yeah. Um, and you've
2: visited with so oh, many other yeah. I've doubles. yeah,
1: I've stolen so many ideas it's not even funny. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think I think it's a combination of a bunch of things. Number one, we're ferocious learners. Like we make effort to learn constantly. Um, and a big part of that too, is it doesn't have to be from another HVAC or plumbing company. Um, I'll learn from anybody. So I make a big effort to learn a lot of things, learn what other industries are doing, what they're having success with and say, Hey, I wonder if I could tweak that and make that work for us. So that's a big thing is like, we pull in a lot of information and that's, there's no real secret to that, uh, outside of effort. Um, another thing we do is like, we absolutely think. You know, part of the benefit of being with that, uh, with Pulse and with uh, launching my own uh, software business, right, is I really got into A-B testing. Now, most people A-B test on digital. I A-B test everything. <laughs> so, like, it's almost like no idea is too crazy. Let's test it. Let's see what happens. And, you know, that's easy to say now, but even when we were smaller, we really did that really effectively. Like, we didn't. We tracked everything, found out what worked, one with that, and then no matter what, we're going to come up with another idea and test it against it. Like, nothing is ever settled. And when you force yourself, like, we tried these 50 things, we need a 51st thing, you find yourself getting, like, a little bit more creative, a little bit more out of the box, and a lot of times falling flat in your face. But occasionally, it works really, really, really well. And it just took a wealth of trial and error and experience to kind of do that, I guess. Um, I don't know if that really helped anyone. I think, but. I think
3: this leads right back into your into your point too. Gary V says this: "Do what I do, what I do, not what I say, and just watch your competitors and steal ideas." Just to Josh's point, you know, like I think, don't figure, don't try recreate the wheel. Just yeah. w- do, look at what they're doing, and there's so many things you'll just be able to easily execute on too. Just clearly from up just. From observing, like mm-hmm. that simple thing of putting the the, the signs in, in your neighborhood, like that's just something that you could easily. Yeah, and everybody kind of
1: knows that, but they don't go in the detail. Uh, the only caveat I would say that I, I 100% agree with Laura, but don't assume because someone else is doing that it works, not even just for mm-hmm. you, right? But sometimes it doesn't work for them either, and they just don't track even the biggest and most successful companies. You could walk into and just see they're burning money on ideas they'd never tracked or tested. So be cautious, but it's certainly worth testing if someone's having success.
0: Speaking of other companies, you know, outside of Parker and Sons, outside of your clients, which company throughout the country do you admire the most? Who's got it all together?
1: No one's got it all together. It's, <laughs> that, that doesn't exist. It's not that I know of anyway. Um, for me, it's- They're called uniform
2: homes, Unicorn Home Services. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, Buy that like, Kyle. Where's that located? I'm going there right now. <laughs> um, uh, to me, this, this sounds weird and it's a little counterintuitive and it's not exactly answering your question, but um, there's no company that I like really respect and love and, and like I have to be like them. It's more business owners and people and managers um a business to me, uh, you know, Ellen Rohr taught me this. I know she was on this. Oh yeah. Uh, oh gosh. She's awesome. awesome. Oh, she's a firecracker, amazing. man. I, I love her death. I don't know if I could ever work with her though. Cause she just so much energy. <laughs> I would slowly, slowly be wore down. No, oh, she's uh, amazing. But she taught me, you know, a business is a vehicle, right? It's nothing more, nothing less. If your business breaks, uh just like just like uh just like a car, you know, you can abandon it. You could kill your car. You could sell your car. Uh, you could lease it out. That's you, You're not your business, right? So there's people that I really respect in this industry, and a lot of them. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with, you know, you being a $100 million business or a million dollars. There's amazing people in this industry. So there's a lot of people I respect. There's no companies like, I want to be like, you know, that guy, that company necessarily. That makes sense.
0: I wasn't going to let you off the hook for that, but that's a perfect description and I'm 100% okay with it. If you want to drop some names, that'd be helpful too, but um, no, that's fair. I'll, I'll give you that.
1: I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that I respect a ton. Ellen, Ellen, I freaking love certain things that Ellen does. That's absolutely unbelievable. She's got like this simplified thinking process that I love about her. Like she has all this big fire, but she doesn't overcomplicate no, things. No, she does not. that's, that's the key to it, right? Uh, we were talking before the the Hustos, at ASI man. I freaking love those guys. Those are some of the nicest people in the world. Also run a really successful business. If you have ever been there, they're in San Diego. I've been there. Uh, I don't know how many times, five or six times, um, and like that whole office is just humming, and everybody loves it there. It's great. Um, there's there's great people everywhere, man. And we could we could. I was talking to Jamie, like what. A week and a half ago, right? Jamie DiDomenico. Di uh, man, that guy's a freaking all star. Things totally different than everybody else. You know, We got Ken. We, we got a bunch of people in the wrench group I respect a ton and just are amazing people. Yeah. You
3: said uh, something there, real quick, uh, Chris. You said about simplicity and how Ellen can just simplify things. A book that I'd like super recommend is Extreme Ownership. It's by um, Jocko Willock. He's like Navy yep. SEAL, awesome dude. And he's just, his whole thing is about just simplify, simplify, simplify. And he kind of like teaches you how. So,
2: those Navy SEALs are next level. Like, yeah, that's yeah. true. I read a book from a dude called David Goggins called "Can't Hurt Me," um, and he was a, a Navy Navy SEAL. And like his this book is all about. um it's all more of like mindset type of stuff. Cause obviously mm-hmm. as a Navy SEAL, you gotta be like one strong motherfucker. Like, Hey, every mindset has got to be on, on point. <laughs> you're, you're off
1: in a good way. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, you ain't right. You ain't right. But ain't nobody trying to mess with you. Um, but I want to ask a, actually I'm going to, I'm going to go sideways in a second Cause I want to forget this. And I, because I have ADD, I will forget it. Um, I, I want to reiterate something you said that I thought was really awesome. Um, that you don't hear much. And that is, I mean, we hear it in our world because we've been doing it for a decade at least, is this A-B testing methodology is fairly normal in a digital marketing company because you have to try these new things and you have to A-B test, but I believe it's easier. It's because you can get to the result quicker. You said you're doing that in multiple fast it's like you were doing multiple a b tests for different things
1: i'm doing i'm not only doing that in digital marketing i'm doing it on broadcast marketing i'm doing that on operational tools i'm doing that on internal promotions
3: probably a b tests on me i'm doing (laughs) A/B tests on laura
1: uh you know the
0: bathrooms at the diamondback stadium or would that be a one and two test
1: that, yeah, that'd be a one <laughs> and two test. That's totally different. Yeah. You so <laughs> stupid.
0: That's I've been sitting good. on that for like twenty minutes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's oh. that's pretty st-
1: No, but like the truth is, like <laughs> we we test scripts on the phone, right? Like you know what I mean, emails, everything can be tested. Everything. And if you have a good system of tracking and holding you know and holding people accountable for making those adjustments and figuring out which one's more effective, right? You could test and you could test pay plans. You could test wh- what, what drives my tech to do the most, this promotion or that promotion. Only way to know is, you know, to test them, right? Most people just go with this. Hey, I saw an uptick. Could there have been more of an uptick? Did, it, did you even track if there was an uptick? So many people do like, uh, you know, promotions. Hey, if we hit this uh, revenue goal, then we do this, right? But, you know, what did we do last year? How did that compare? Was that actually an uptick? Was that a high enough goal? Did we see any progress because of this? You know, unless you're set up and you're thinking that way, if you don't think with the test in mind when you build stuff, it's very difficult to track. So, like, it's a testing first mentality. I forget what b- what's the startup book. Uh, it's uh, sugar. It's not sugar.
3: It's not sugar. Yeah, oh. hold on. That was a, diff- Lean sta- that was a different Lean book. startup. Lean startup.
1: Uh yeah maybe I think it might be lean startup a lean and startup. that kind of went through and it's that a process. blue
3: cover so if you look it up and it's not a blue cover it's the wrong name but we can shoot it to Chris so you, you can put it in the show notes oh
2: okay here we go we'll put it in the show notes um you guys might know this um I don't read very many books um, I, I listen
1: on audio if that makes you feel better
2: but I mean I've done that too um I'm finding that as I Anna reads. Like, but she reads super fast. I don't read fast because I have to highlight and then go back and reread it to make sure I understood what the hell I just read. Because I'll be reading something and completely thinking about something else, and I'm like, oh <sighs> shit, I got to go back two pages because I had no idea what I just read. That happens to me. But I'll be damned if I don't learn something when I actually read the book and pay attention to it. I just um, am finishing this book by J. Abraham called uh, "Getting Everything You, Getting Everything You, Everything You've Got Out of All or Everything You Can Out of All You Got." That's what it is. There you go. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm
0: reading it to him, by the way. Yes,
2: Paul Paul, <laughs> Paul, is that, Paul actually created an audio version for me because I just love to hear his soothing,
1: baritone it's, voice. It's his night, <laughs> right before he goes to bed. It's his uh, exactly. good night story, you know?
2: Exactly. I want to ask you a question, kind of kind of out, uh, off the cuff. Um, since,
1: uh, Laura, you are from Ireland. Um, just for reference, I stole her straight off the boat. She's been in the United States like <laughs> He's three years, me. and we've been together two years.
2: I mean, not, see, listen.
3: He captivated Listen, me. It was not the game plan. The
2: sales side he's got too. Like I know, best, how's the best sale of his life? That's what he's going to tell you. <clears throat> That's true. <laughs> well, play, well played, buddy. Hey, I can't say that. No. You just said it for me. You're welcome. That's because you guys are. You know, you. I. I just know. I can just tell. Um, question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, are all your um customers currently in United States?
1: No, we have some in Canada and we have some in Australia. Um, We stick with English speaking Speaking. for obvious reasons. Uh, We really haven't made a push overseas though, but we should and we will. Our plan next year, um, you know, we have we have time freedom in our industry, right, in our business. (laughs) Um, So we have the ability. We're going to go to Italy for next uh, next year and spend a month there. Um, So we'll probably try to launch some stuff in uh, Ireland, England, the you know United Kingdom. At the same time. And by the way, we'll still be working that entire month. You know, it's just we'll work weird hours.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I asked that question. I mean, and and for those that are listening, um, we've developed a great partnership with Clover Marketing and one that works exceptionally well. And we're having great success with our mutual customers. And it's been fun to watch Josh and Laura uh, really grow the company with great success. No different than we thought would happen. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we've become friends and I've kind of shared some of our plans with you on like what Rhino is doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and we have similar plans. It's, you know, we're, all the English speaking markets are something that we want to go into. What I, what I found out was when we were onboarding some Australian customers and ironically to all of our Aussies listening, we have a pretty decent base of Aussie listeners are like the podcast ranked like 41 overall in marketing in Australia. Like, Blew my mind. So awesome. shout out to all my Aussies down under. Um, I hope I, I probably just butchered that. Inappropriate. That's not a knife. They're like, no, nah, it's not what he sounds like. Anyhow, um, our, our we you know we're going to do the same thing. And so, um, you guys have met Anna, so you know that she if she were in here, she would combat a lot of what I'm saying. But um, I'm going to push through with it. That is Anna's it my is wife. On
0: the, it's on the list. That's right.
2: Um, is a uh, rhino uh, Australia in the summer of 2021. I shared that with you before. Mm-hmm. Um. But I also shared with you, 2022 is the Ireland-UK market is where we want to open up an office Chris there Chris is going to well.
3: try charm the Irish. So I think you got I'm going to need to
2: borrow, Laura, for, for, a, for a few <laughs> so we can go and open that up. Mainly because Ireland is amazing. Um, we went there and it was a blast. Um, it's different. Like it's in regards to like the heating and
1: air conditioning business is different. There's not much of an air conditioning business. Like it's more like, like uh, you know, we're going to Italy in the summertime, and her her mom's trying to talk us out of going there. And she's like, "It's way too hot. Like I can't visit." And I'm like, "Number one, why, why? are you visiting?" The biggest <laughs> part of this conversation, we'll, we'll visit Ireland <laughs> on the way in and out. But she she goes, "No, it's way too hot." I'm like, "Okay, well, like let me look up the temperature." And you know, it's in Celsius, so I gotta do the math right. right. And I'm looking at, it, I'm like, that's like 70 degrees. I live in Phoenix, you know, like. <laughs> It's, no, no. Said, it's 115 she, she, right now what it's she like,
3: really said was you should go to greece i was like why greece because i'd like to visit greece <laughs> i was like <laughs> oh, come to come and join your trip <laughs>
2: yeah. well i think it makes a lot of sense um because all this stuff is scalable regardless of yeah. where you're at there's some tw- there are some minor differences like celsius and kilometers and you know when you're thinking of different things but it's it's for the
1: most part it's all You know, it's all relative to the industries and locations. It's no different in my mind than, you know, Boston to, uh, you know, San Diego, right? These are very different markets. Uh, But if you were to take the most successful company in Boston, the most successful company in San Diego, um, they're like 90% the same, right? Like they have the same concepts. They work the same way. They may not do it the same way because, you know, they have problems or assets or advantages or whatever, right? But it's the same business minus 10%, which is just a little bit of how you talk to a customer. Outside of that, you know, the systems are the same. How you set pricing still makes sense. How you uh, get your guys excited all the same. How you market is the same. It's, it's just you're tweaking minor stuff. So
3: All the leadership skills are all the same. And so oh, it's for Building sure. systems. But what is different is Irish people tend to be skeptical. Yeah. So building trust is like you have to be, uh, that has to be on steroids. Like, Super skeptical, um, like online programs, all of that. They're like, "Oh, who is this dude? Can I trust him?" So then they, you know, they don't purchase. So that's huge. Building trust, building trust, building trust, and obviously, it's huge in any industry or any country. But super skeptical Irish people are. I
2: think the value is, um, and I agree with you. Um, and that's what, like it's it, those are all things that we're going to have t- to learn. Thankfully, if someone listens to this podcast, like we have a couple of Australian customers that found us because of this mm. which made it easier to connect because they kind of knew what we were about regardless if I'm in Australia or not but what I learned is and I'm not sure about the UK or Ireland specifically but in Australia that there is no trade specific digital marketing companies in Australia some that also do trades mm. but nobody like a like us that um, focuses solely on the trades in Australia. I had no idea. There's people that market to it, so hear me. People that market to it, but nobody that's
1: physically there. So uh, you know me. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, why not? I, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll have to go with you yeah, just to help you launch and to you know talk about stuff. Only makes sense. And just master, master the Aussie accent. Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, I've got it down already. It's, like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle wants to go, too. He's like, I need to go and capture this on video and pictures. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, um, I want to finish this thing off to uh, a little over an hour on this, but I want to give you guys an opportunity to um, just share with our listeners and, and listen, um, you know, we're so grateful for all these, you know, the comments and stuff that we get and people, you know, talking about how they love the podcast and things like that. But again, I encourage you to take action. Um, listen, we bring everybody on here to share things that they've proven and had great success with. So we know that they work and this is a perfect example and, uh, and again, you know, it's always good to have you on here because you give some really solid takeaways that I think are easy to do. Even if you take, you know, just do some things, you know, try something, just try it. But do not be afraid to reach out. Nothing is stupid, right? Josh isn't going to say, well, that's dumb, you know, or that's stupid, or Laura's not going to say anything like that. Now, he might once he gets to know you a little bit better. <laughs> but in the beginning, he's not. So I encourage you if you're listening Reach out. It doesn't cost anything, and there are no stupid questions. If you have the ambition to want to build the business, but you just feel hung up, reach out. Like that's oh, the, sure. that's the exact reason Clover Marketing exists. So, um, to to close this thing out, just share again li- with the listeners
1: the best way to get in touch with you um, and things like that. Yeah. So uh, we're fairly easy to get a hold of, and I'm I'm a big fan. Now, like a lot of people would be against this, but I I think it's important that. I handle stuff with a personal touch as much as I possibly can, so you can either email me or Laura. It's uh, you know Josh or Laura at growwithclover.com. Uh, that's obviously our website, and then uh, we'll go ahead and drop some free stuff on here for you too. All right, uh, we'll put everything together that we just talked about in the podcast, and let's call it uh, growwithclover.com dot com backslash or forward slash uh, Rhino R Y N O R Y N O. Yep. And it's uh just so we don't screw this up is G R O W W I T H C L O V E R. We will put
2: a uh, a link in the uh, post as well to make this easy. Yep. So, um, any parting words from you, Laura?
3: No, thank you for having us, Chris.
2: Do you like Lucky Charms?
3: Absolutely. Who doesn't?
2: Is Saint Patrick's Day your favorite holiday? Yes. Smittix or Guinness?
3: Oh, Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Smittix is if you know when Americans come. They get Smithicks. You will not see an Irish person with Smithicks. Yeah, I like Smithicks. And if you're in Cork, you got to get Murphy's, not Guinness.
2: So I drank so much Smithicks when I
3: was in Ireland. It's the you're a a horrible person. Look around. No Irish person will have a Smithick. Is that
1: equivalent to drinking like a PBR here in the United States? Wait. With all fairness, when her family comes in, her dad drinks. Was it Coors Light? Yeah. Oh yeah, Rocky Mountain Brew. (laughs) My dad. My dad
3: is on a diet, and he said to me, Laura. I'm uh, I'm drinking, what does he call it? Athlete juice. And I was like, yeah, dad, what's athlete juice? And he says, well, I've given up the pints, so I'm drinking Bacardi and Coke. And apparently that's his athlete juice. <laughs>
1: this is the, this is the I, I love him to death, this is the same guy that goes, hey, I'm going to get some exercise in. So he bought an electric bike with a motor on it. Yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, he gets places very quick.
1: Yeah. Uh, He's like, yeah, I bike places. I get there, it's, it goes like 30 kilometers an hour. And I was like, what the, that's not biking, man. That's, it's like a motorcycle. <laughs> but
3: if it gets him to the pub on time.
1: Yeah, there you go. I uh, can tell you that I actually know what the athlete
2: drink is. I have, been around it quite a bit, you yeah. Know? And so, if athletes are at a uh, event and they like to drink vodka sodas, I drink vodka. Yeah, no sugar.
1: Too. Yeah,
3: there you go. Yeah, that's one. That's an athlete kind of alcohol. It Not Bacardi Coke, that's but you true. know I, He's got a mind of his, at, his own.
0: I was at dinner with Chris a couple months ago in Wyoming, and uh, the bartender said, "What would you like to drink?" And I was like, "Do you have a Miller Lite Light Light?" <laughs> he's like, "No, just Miller Light." I'm like, "All right, I'll have a water."
1: <laughs> that was lame. It was. Yeah. I
0: wanted a really lighter than a light beer.
1: That's like Michelob Ultra. And, and can we take that off the podcast and just like erase that? That was such a bad joke.
0: <laughs> it was true though. Chris, don't you remember? I do, but it was equally
2: as bad it's now bad as it then. was. Yeah, it yeah. Actually, it was worse because you're in Wyoming and like this bar called the Million Dollar Cowboy, like popular bar in Jackson Hole. And Paul asked for a Miller light, light in this cowboy bar <laughs> and the disgust on that waitress's face. Actually, I think it's because she didn't quite understand what you're asking for. She's like, huh? Because it was uh, ridiculous. Anyhow.
0: I think it's funny.
3: Shh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it's funny, I think, think, there's, a funny, mar- ma- I think Paul? there's a what market for it. <laughs>
2: Maybe you should write a, a jokes book, Paul. Dad jokes. <laughs> or not. You should just stick to your, uh, your uh, hosting job because you're phenomenal at it, my
0: friend. Hey, thank you very much.
2: Hey, Josh and Laura, thank you so much for coming on. We thank appreciate you, you guys. Uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, for sure. Thank um, you. Grateful to have uh, y'all as partners, and grateful as to have you as friends. And uh, I'm sure, man, I know how this goes. I'm sure there's going to be another episode. Maybe the next one we got to do like a live deal where we can just let people hammer down on uh, Josh and Laura with questions because you like Paul was doing, just let them you know speed round on asking questions or. Or whatever, something like that. I don't know, we'll figure out something I'm creative how to do. we
1: Welcome. It. I'm in.
2: Perfect. So uh good luck on your new podcast. I'm excited, you. you know, for you guys to get that started. And once you do, um, we'll make sure to let our listeners know so they can check it out. And then uh, you know, keep kicking ass with Clover Marketing you're crushing it. I'm excited to be along for the ride with y'all. I appreciate that very much. And um, listeners, you gotta reach out. All right. They just shared all their information and there's gonna be some free shit they're giving out, which is cool. I mean, I'm, you know, and that's part of our partnership, which is awesome. But that was all them. They're doing it on their own. So um take advantage of it. If you really want to grow your company, you got to act like it. You, your family, and your employees and customers are counting on it. So do good shit. Until next time, we'll see ya.
0: Thank you for listening to To The Point. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider leaving us a review in the App Store. And don't forget to share with your friends. Till next time, kick some ass.